Hello, and you're listening to Let's Drone Out. And special thank you to our lovely patrons that help donate so that we can pay the editor to remove the swear words and silly things we say. Massive thank you to... Carlos Campos. Art Faulkner. Sam Dharma. On with the show. Let's Drone Out. Hello, I'm Brighton Telefly, and you're listening to Let's Show Now. Tonight, we are joined by everyone's favourite, Curry Kitten. Hello. See, we got the proper hello, not the chat GBT, whatever that intro was. We got the proper eat one finger at a time Kit Kat munching Curry Kitten. Hello. Hello. Oh, that felt good. Everyone's favourite must- man with moustache. Hello. Having no luck with planes over here. It's all gone wrong. And uh, the man who saved us from uh, DJI and us getting shouted at. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Our resident <laughs> camera expert. It's Cole. Yeah. yeah. Camera sort of person. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. In the kingdom of the blind, the one eye man is king, basically. It's good yeah. as that. Yeah. So... We, we've had our English summer. It, it's come, it's gone. There was there was about a day and a half where the sun came out between the clouds, and now the fields are busy filling up and becoming lakes again. This this is my face all this week. It was like, uh On Thursday, I checked the forecast. I said, Monday looks good for flying. It looks calm, and the weather looks good. I will plan to fly on Monday. And I'm, I've got my... Um, Open HD wing and quad. I fixed the telemetry problem on the quad. All was working. So then I checked the forecast again on Sunday. It's like Monday is now 60 to 80% rain. Oh, Oof. well, it's definitely going to rain then. I won't bother. And Monday rolls around and it's beautiful and the wind is low and there's no rain. And it's like, well, that's annoying. I was like, never mind. It says Tuesday's going to be fine. I will charge up for Tuesday. And then my wife said, I need you to wait in for two deliveries which one is at 9am and one is at 2pm, but they're, they're both like, we will deliver from 9am to 12am at 12pm, and the other one's like 12 to 4. So it's like, oh, okay, so I'm staying in all day. So I thought, I will charge up for Wednesday. So I actually charged the batteries, and then Wednesday is blowing 20-mile-an-hour winds, and I don't quite trust this wing enough to launch it, put it in return to home, and actually have it to circle around while I try and get a video sorted out. So... Basically, I haven't been flying. Boo. It was a wee bit gusty. I did go out and fly a couple of packs through this little 4-inch 5S Terra that I built a while ago. But, yeah, it wasn't wasn't great. It was flying really well the last time I flew it, and it was struggling in the wind, quite appreciably struggling. But it was fun. And I got some people at the skate park um, came up to me and said, Oh, is it you flying the drones? And I'm like, yeah, sorry, I didn't want to be near anyone. Oh, sorry. And he's like, no, 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 no. When it's quiet, you should bring around a quad and film us. That would be cool. Oh, right. Okay. That's nice. Hey. I'll try and find when there's no little kids around and it's uh, quiet. We're not going to attract any unwanted attention and uh, film some skaters. So that'd be cool. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I flew on Sunday and it was 29 degrees here. And then the next day it was snowing. How is that even possible? Canada. Southwestern Canada. Ontario. Yeah. But yeah, I, I got to, oh, geez, my background thing. But yeah, I got to made in my uh, Apex KS mm. Ultra uh, V2 and flies like a charm. Flies Very great. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Did, did you rip the Lowe's car park or was this somewhere else? Um. <laughs> so. Oh, no, I didn't fly at the Lowe's parking lot. No, you're right. Uh, so I actually, we were going to, uh, my, my girlfriend and I, we were going to go have a picnic with one of her friends uh, at this local park after we went and picked up some sandwiches from this place. Well, happened to be that the sandwich shop burnt down two hours before we got there. And there's all these like wow. fire trucks and everything around. And we're just like, oh, I guess we're not getting sandwiches here. Uh, 
luckily they had a second location, you know, 10 minute drive down the street. But um, then we go to the park that, that we were planning on going to and the whole park was under construction. They were removing tons of stuff, which actually turned out in my favor because there was all of these, you know, front loaders and, and uh, basically big, big construction uh, machinery. So I got to maiden this and rip around there. Um, and I also actually flew out a little local ski hill. Um, so I got to fly around like the ski lifts and whatnot. No one was around. It's pretty quiet this time of year. So yeah, it was pretty nice. cool. Yeah. That sounds that pretty successful. successful. Well done. Yeah. No crashes and, uh, just, yeah, the, if, if, I can't believe how good it flies just on the uh, ultra default tune. It's, uh, it's really good. Big success. Well done, yeah. mate. Hi, so you've got your, this is your first experience of Ultra then? It is, yep, indeed. My first what, Kiss what Ultra was your experience. Take, what, what impression did it make going from old Kiss to Ultra? What did you notice? So, yeah, so I came from Kiss V1, like the original, original V1, and now I'm on Kiss Ultra V2. Um, I would say, so, so I guess I should should preface it with, my other apex is it's basically identical build with kit, but it has kiss V one. It has the Wolf PDB for OSD. And, mm -hmm. uh, basically it's got the Velox motors. Whereas on my new quad, I have the F 40 pros. So same KV, just, you know, the F forties are, I guess, you know, a little better or whatever. Um, going from the V one to the ultra V two, I would say, I mean, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but they both fly really well. I mean, I, I, I've never actually flown a Kiss Quad that doesn't fly well, but there's just some really good quality of life things with the new Ultra V2. It's like, you know, I've got the built-in OSD. Um, you know, I don't have to run a separate PDB just to get OSD with it. Um, you know, it, it just flies so smooth right out, out of the box that, you know, there's, there's no complaints about it there. I mean, there's definitely, um, I don't know, there's a, a slight different feel to it, I would say, but uh, I don't know, Ultra V2 flies great, I still say V1 flies great, but yeah, I think that V2 is definitely a big upgrade for sure. Do you find if you push it to the edges of flight performance, where you, you might be in extreme prop wash or the extreme end of your throttle, does it behave differently? I mean, I've only really run about eight packs through it, and I didn't really like there. Are, I was in actually three different scenarios. So, I mean, I wasn't. I was mostly just kind of cruising and just kind of getting a feel for it. I did do some flips and rolls and see how it goes. And I mean, the prop wash handling was good. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't really have much to complain about it. They, I mean, the the Ultra V2 just seems to to work really well. I think I'm gonna try to push the tune a little more. Um, I did notice a couple little bounces or, you know, a little bit of prop wash, but that could have also been my own flying, um, you know, that, that induced some of that. But yeah, I was, I was on the discord with some of the ultra guys and they were saying, uh, yeah, just, you know, just try pushing the tune a little more. Cause if you're on the defaults, you can definitely mm -hmm. go a little higher. So everyone always mentions the, the golden starting presets, which yep. they seem to be the go-to place, right? Well, you know, the, the other interesting uh, thing too, is that, um, uh, on the KISS V1, they use the MPU 6000, whereas on the Ultra V2, it's not. I, I can't remember the actual uh, gyro. It was an IIM, using. wasn't it? Because we had Alex talking about that. Yeah. And he was extolling yeah, the, the virtues of an IIM 6-something. I remember yeah. it wasn't an ICM. It was an IIM. Yeah. So I guess I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to just, I guess, directly steal my old tune because they're going to be a little different, I guess. But... I mean, I don't exactly know how all that works. I'm not a. It should be a, the same, like reasonably, well, reasonably the same pit wise. But where there'd be differences is how much noise you're getting from the gyro. So you might need slightly mm. different filtering. I don't know if you have a lot of tweakables on the filtering, or if filtering you, is you, just. I think it's step. like low, medium, high, and off, or something like that. Oh, okay. No, we got an adaptive filter. <laughs> I like uh, that. Or you can, or you can set a certain frequency to ignore. Okay. <clears throat> yeah jack knows better than me i'm just i'm a bit out of the loop when it comes so to that's the really what tends to like stuff. blindside people when they swap gyros you think you're going to get the same data uh you know you set the same sampling rate you're dealing with the same kind of precision of data but then you figure that actually one gyro was doing a whole bunch of um 
filtering in hardware and you didn't realize and then you look at the new gyro data and it seems incredibly noisy but what's actually happening is that the new gyro isn't doing all that hit filtering behind the scenes so sometimes mm. that, that can be a bit of a surprise yeah i'll have to experiment with it more and you know test some things out and yeah. see how it goes it's uh interesting. yeah it's it's interesting too because there's in the kiss gui uh when you're when you're doing the t- in the tuning section there's kiss default there's ultra default, but then if you put experimental mode on, there's like this like low, medium, and high uh, that Krunkt had uh, a lot to do with. I, I think he had all to do with, I should say. Um, I haven't actually gone to those experimental tunes yet, but I, I'm, I next time I go out and fly, I'm going to try them out, see what see what it does. So yeah, that tends to be a thing that you need to to get the really aggressive prop wash handling. If you're trying to push a tune to account for prop wash, then you've got to hit a line between the noise you're getting from the gyro and the frequency of that oscillation of the prop wash. And if you filter out too much of the prop wash, you can't respond to it. But if you don't filter out enough of the gyro noise, then you don't get smooth flight. So you kind of walk in that line between balancing gyro noise with the actual environmental noise that you want to pay attention to. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I can show you guys a couple little clips if you want of the yeah, of fire the flight. Up. Yeah. So it it is so good. I mean, I'll I'll just say like it it flies like a dream. This is like the it just flew over a road. Oh dear! What are you talking about? There was a blur. There was a blur over the whole video at that point. I didn't see a road. (laughs) I (laughs) said that's how it works. As long as it's blur. Four lane highway. What four lane highway? Didn't happen. No, and and, you know that that was a Sunday morning. No one was out. It was fine. Anyway, while we're looking at this SD card that you found in the park, do you want to tell us about what what you? experiences were so so i took off it was this um little construction zone that actually used to be tennis courts Mm. uh so it's all dirt it was a little when i first took off it was actually really dusty and i was like oh crap my motors might not like that but uh you know there's like front loaders or whatever you want to call those and uh just kind of ripped around them in this sort of park area but it's it's actually like a it's not really a park in america uh, well canada i should say whenever there's construction sites and yep. you visit them, no one is actually doing any work. Whereas, well, not, whereas, a, not yeah. on a Sunday morning, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I'm just not getting up early enough in the morning. Yeah. Well, Here this, it's this like about, either chained yeah. off completely, like you can't get into the site without hopping over a barbed wire fence, or, um, yeah, if it is open, people are working on it. Yeah. You know, what I've noticed is uh, dep- the bigger cities, they have tons of security Tons of security cameras fenced off like crazy. Smaller cities, they're just like, eh, yeah, it's fine. Like, um, (laughs) (laughs) you saw nothing. You saw nothing. Um, Yeah. Okay. So I will share one last thing here. Sorry, guys. Um, All right. So this is at the little local local um, ski hill. This was actually the maiden flight right here. The first time I ever actually flew the kiss ultra and uh, i hate i hate that it's so choppy on on the stream but i mean this thing just flies like it just flies well nice area to just go cruising around isn't it it's a lovely spot we're looking at a a ski run there and he was just carving down past all the ski lift poles really nice yeah i guess i should fast forward past what song i was playing um but yeah it's you know no one's around i'm you know it's it's off season because it's spring right now they do have mm-hmm. uh, bikers there in the summer but yeah it was, it's a uh, it's a great place to fly it's actually my second time flying there and i mean zero complaints about the kiss ultra and this this build man the kiss ultra v2 it's just just somehow flies. you ever see any guys on bikes to chase down the hill i i have in the past but the thing was I wasn't as um, experienced, I guess, as I or not quite as experienced as I'm now. I would, I was a little bit like nervous when I would see people. Mm. Whereas now, like I would probably rip behind somebody. And it's and pretty tricky follow. to follow people downhills as well, isn't it? Because it messes with your angle and everything. Oh, true. You end up yeah, picking yeah. Up so much speed. But yeah, so I mean, that's kind of the gist of it. I just kind of went up and down and around, and I think next time I go, I'm going to try and actually go through some of those uh, ski lift openings. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, through the chairs. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, cool. be pretty sweet. Yeah, like Ooh. that looks like a lot of fun. I'd, so, be, I'd so, be doing spirals up, up and down yeah. those lifts, definitely. A, a, a slight change of tangent. So, what is obviously Jack 
normally terrifies sheep if he's in the area <laughs> and it's at least worrisome. So what what's the reason for this? Did you go out last time you were near sheep, your quad turned into a sheep because you tried to, <laughs> that to turn happened, over in Yeah, that, that happened again because I again I landed. Yeah. And do you then, not learn from the, the doing it the first time? If you just do it not again, learn and from again, the it's massive like, amount of filth that you managed to shove into yeah, your props. I know. Jack got approximately three fleeces attached to his quad. Well, yeah, I mean, a well soiled fleece that's been on a sheep out in a field for a couple of seasons. Not yeah, this that, lovely that, fluffy thing you might buy in a store. That done uh, particularly well on uh, on Instagram. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at that! Look at that! Oh, Look at that! Like you don't, you don't see drain. that sort of brownness on the regular sheep. That's, oh, that sheep's word. been ill. Ugh, that's rough. That's, that's, uh... So I followed I followed Tony up the old hill, and um, and then made made the mistake of following him following him up there, and uh, not having enough battery to get home. Do you have video? Because you totally start cruising around with this big yeah. long range seven inch, and uh, you got caught short. Yeah. Uh oh. So to- Tony's up oh, here, and uh, I'm flying. I'm flying at this tiny little speck. One's a dark speck. One's a white speck. And Tony's that- in dark. Not see any specks. And then yeah, the white is the dog. And I, I see him give him a wiggle and then come back and then obviously not paid attention at how far that actually is. And then uh, coming in Uh-oh. and then all of a sudden, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Oh, all no. of a sudden, <laughs> sinking, can't keep up, well, can't keep oh. up. <laughs> Straight into the wet grass. What, so, so we're just sagging to, to hell and back? Yeah, with success, it... Uh, yeah, just your voltage drops. really falls down, oh. and uh, you know very, very quickly. It's you dumb. know when you get sort of like towards the end, it really, really drops right off. It catches up on you. Yeah. I thought you were going head first into that con or into those bricks. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Nah. How, how's how's the quad after that? She was fine. She was fine. That's no problem. That's good. Glad to hear it. Yeah, you're having better luck these days, which is heartening to hear. You're not like yeah. landing uh, and this, trashing too many bills. Yeah, this is the bit. This this is the bit. Am I allowed to show people the the lady who who told me off? I don't know. We, she told you are, off are for assaulting that area? piece of the field. Yeah, public yeah. area. Yeah, yeah. Public area. You can film what you like. Uh, yeah. Hang on. So, <laughs> um, grass murderer. Hang on. Here, this is. The return of see that patch there. Oh, I decide. Yeah. I know. Oh, I'm gonna, why I'm are you doing this? It. Why are you doing this? Why oh. are you doing? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not a landing mat. That's <laughs> bits of spare sheep. <laughs> yeah, now your now clean. your quad is no, infested. No, no. <laughs> infested. Once again. I mean, it, oh, it was yeah. a pretty good cushion, I guess, for it. Yeah. Take a little nap. I mean, yeah, I mean, and then luckily, I guess you could say feces are cushions. That's just look, a different Why are your friend, knees you know? wet? Whose knees Frank are wet? was nice enough to rescue me, and he was, like, <laughs> pulling bits of stuff out of my Shearing it as he goes. God damn it. <laughs> Worse than my furballs. Thank you, Frank. Oh, I, I uh, yeah, that, that bit, I had to just... Heinous. I um absolutely uh, heinous. Uh, hey, look at Frank, upside down Frank. Well, hopefully his knees are covered from down, the Frank. dampness. Thank I you for your. Uh, I know. I didn't know he had bloody damp knees. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is very dodgy. The reasons <laughs> yeah. for damp knees are being uh, now talked about thoroughly. Uh, it's been <laughs> brainstormed, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you guys got to go out. So that's pretty cool. I saw I saw some ELRS news earlier by looking on Facebook. What I noticed someone is four... trying out the four free free because people four, weren't happy enough from getting a hundred kilometers out of two point four, presumably longer from eight six six. And this guy I think tested to forty five kilometers at ten milliwatts on Jeez. four free free. Sounds good. Wow. Just wow. you know, you there's a the point is though it's like at those sort of 
mega distances. The Earth is curved. Sorry, Tony. And, you know, you're going to have to get up pretty high to, to deal with it. And Wes is already in, in trouble after, after that one. But Yeah. Yeah, well, I guess now? what you're looking for with that kind of radio output is not just to be in trouble with the government of the country that you're living in, but potentially other neighbouring governments as well as you aggressively <laughs> cross borders with your aircraft. <laughs> Mm. It's it's yeah. tricky to think about why you'd want to go back to four free free. Four free free was always well, tricky to cash get prize. Right. If we can talk about that, I mean, oh, I, I didn't know about this. I just saw some posts. Please, please, please elaborate. Um, someone put a a four hundred thousand dollar cash prize for um anyone who could land a drone in Red Square during the military parades. I think it's. <laughs> Four hundred forty thousand dollars. Yeah, could you yeah. use that, you that to bribe legal defense? Yeah, hmm? literally. Wow. Yeah, just yeah. just fly analog. Don't have remote ID set up. I think yeah. it was an American <laughs> entrepreneur who uh, obviously had a connection to the Ukraine and thought it, this would be a a wonderful idea if during a giant elaborate uh, communist tank parade. It would be, uh, it would be a fun jake, wouldn't it? It would be a jake. I, I think I'd watch oh, that. The the mirth, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, the being murdered remotely by Russian espionage agent agents. Oh, no. Wonderful, lovely. Finally, finding much, out what writing taking like. Yeah, yeah. I think that was Frank's comment. Like, oh, that's nice, but I don't. I like my tea without polonium. And uh, yeah, mm. I'd have to agree. While I'm a coffee drinker, I, I do very much like it without a radioactive helping on the side. Um, does does the overexposed footage upset you, Kai? Me? It doesn't just upset him, it throws him into a rage. It does. Cole, well, the, apply the no, restraints. <laughs> Must not complain. No. Uh, for, uh, Tony actually just popped in and said, is this DVR? I think he, he assumed that that was uh, digital DVR. Um, but... That's uh, okay. You know, I, I will guide you on the settings next time, Jack. You must yeah. use the app and check before you fly. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. just apply a LUT on it, like, with no kind of care or attention and just YOLO it onto YouTube like 90% of FPV pilots do with a nice neon logo. You'll yep. be fine. With some that. really bad music. And then yeah, you're... absolutely. <laughs> Do, I, I made something last Friday. Oh. Do you want to see it? Yes. Uh-oh. Show us. Where's our, uh, where's our uh, disclaimer? <laughs> Uh, oh, a shirt. That's that not again. right. That, yeah, that in Stephen right. inspired neon. That's not right at all. No. What isn't right about it, Stephen? What isn't right about it? Look at the color of the cables. Look <laughs> where the cables are. The square side is the red side. Yeah. The curved side is the black side. So, Jack, you made that, oh, you drew yeah. that out by hand and printed it, and one of one? The, yeah. No, there's, there, is a, there is a small available. I've done, done a test shirt. So it's, it's only a small, but if anyone wants it, it's there. Huh. Very cool. But, um, yeah, red on the square side, definitely. So what I was holding up was... A t-shirt with a badly drawn um, XT60 and the the colour of the wires were going into the wrong polarity. And written above it in childish handwriting was, let the fun begin. That is such a niche joke. Like, yeah, you'd really but have I doubt to... anyone's going to get it. <laughs> Yeah, okay, and most though. people wouldn't know just by looking at it either, so you really are There's, pushing it. There can be Although, a problem with those T-shirts, though. Is like if people do get it, they they want to point out that they get it. I used to have that that there there are one zero types of people in the world: those that understand binary and those who don't. Excuse and, me, and I like, understand it, your T-shirt. Yes, people would either say I get that and feel like you should like I should say well, congratulations, you're also a nerd, or other people that didn't understand it. Would be like, well, I don't understand how ten people and you've only got two there. So it, it was it was bad because I don't like 
interacting lose, with people. Lose situation. And that made all the people interact with me, which was bad. Huh. I've even got a T-shirt that says, you've read this T-shirt, that's enough social interaction for the day. And people then come up and say, I like your T-shirt. It's like... Read it then and understand and stop talking to me. Yeah, but having a shirt like that is almost asking for people to talk to you. And, and I think the no, correct it's response asking for is people just to scream at talk them to me and walk away. <laughs> oh. Yeah, but people people will see. Don't talk to me. They're going to go. Ooh, I'm going to do the opposite of what his shirt says. Well, then he so might get guys, stabbed. On, on the XT60, <laughs> I, I made up a funny adapter that takes an XT60. To the quad and allows you to attach two XT30s to it hmm. in series. Oh, well, that's neater than my things where I've got like cables. And it was for this. Ooh. It was I see for some T motors. Quad. Are those T motors? In in parallel. It, they could yeah. well be T motor, but they're they're branded by everyone's favorite pyro boutique, Fetech. Um huh. And uh, yeah, I had an interesting experience because I finally decided to to fix up this quad, which I've been talking about for ages, the the oh. 10S weirdo quad, and um and to to attach the battery instead of using the suggested means of lots of tiny kind of 16 gauge wire and XT30s, I put a big fat 12 gauge on there and then kept Jolly the good. XT30 runs as short as possible. So you've got two XT30 5Ss connected in series to give you a 10S. Huh. Um, and I swapped out the FETEC flight controller <laughs> for a Matec um, because I didn't trust it because I was plugged in the ESC and it just started smoking. And I'm not sure whether that's how it came from the factory or I had it, it, was, it was secondhand, so maybe someone futzed with it. It, it certainly looked like the JSTs had been kind of baked on after the fact. There were scorch marks on them, so I'm just a bit wary of the whole thing. And there was a lot of kind of suspicious smoke and a, a few <laughs> sparks and pops, which seemed to go away like it was something bad that was burning off, but um, engendered a sense of fear in me. Um, so I, I'm being very careful about this one, and the, the build is going fairly slowly right now. To be fair, yeah. I don't ever think there's a case for non-suspicious smoke. Any smoke yeah. seems dodgy, doesn't it? I mean, it seems to work, and it makes the funny, aren't we different, ESC sound effect. They don't all initialize at the same time. There's a little bit of a kind of stagger, but the ESC oh, so spin the motors. That one? Yeah, they do the, the funny sound effect, which you just, yeah. I mean, I could plug it in, but Cole did a wonderful oh, impersonation. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, they seem to initialize, and I can spin the motors, and I get ESC telemetry using the standard UART protocol, which FETEC call one wire, but it's just regular serial UART. Um, that works fine. and I, So I can read the ESC temperatures on all of them. I can read the RPM, but I can't use it for RPM telemetry because it's over serial instead of over. It doesn't initialize if you enable bidirectional D-shot. It's not capable of that. Um, but I'm just going to run it off of a, there's a Matec F405, which is good for 12S. It's got its own special little, it's kind of, they've broken out the voltage regulators and put them on a little board in the middle of the flight controller, he says, holding the frame up to the camera. There's a, you might be able to see a little board in the middle of the flight controller. It's a different color. It's like there's a daughter board in the middle that enables it to have separated voltage control from all the, the logic. I guess if you flame out the voltage regulator, you can pull off the daughter board and put another one on. Huh. So, so here's my question. Voice. Getting there. For, Why? for me and potentially other people, is what is tennis going to give you? Because obviously, you know, you have to reduce the KV on the motor so they mm, don't explode. 1100. So is it just a case of having even less voltage sag and being able to go full throttle for longer well, without any sag, or is it something else? The the aware among us might have noticed that Rotor Riot recently did a five inch eight S build and were yep. making a, a big a big thing of it. And I thought, well, I've got this kit sitting around. Let's do a ten S build because obviously you know LDO have got to step up. 
And and there well, we are. Obviously, <laughs> I don't watch those those guys anymore. We only like the original Rotor Riot in this household. But did, was it impressive? Was Hater. it more powerful? Um, no, yes. not really. I mean, they, they made cooing noises about how high it punched out, which didn't make any sense because you'd, you'd essentially have the same RPM going to the propellers. It's not higher RPM. It's not more powerful. It's just a slightly different way of achieving the same result. And um, yeah, I just thought it'd be interesting to see how it performed because I built this 5S 4-inch. So I'd got a bunch of 5S packs that were quite small sitting around, and that kind of left me in a situation where I could put two of the small 5S packs together to make a 10S pack. So take a, a couple of 5S 700s, or I've got a couple of 5S 900s, so I'd have like a, a 10S 700 or a 10S 900. Yeah, um, I did I did go? watch that uh, that video. They were, I, I mean, I, the only thing that I really noticed that they said was like, when they would do a, a dive from ridiculously high, you know, they were able to punch... At the at the like at the last second and yeah. still recover, which I think you can do that with a six S build though. Really, um, yeah. I saw what they were or doing. You know, Bubby's a pretty good pilot, right? He is. He's, he he's, is. he's young. Yeah. He's got reflexes. You see that his video of him hitting the gaps, like that. Steel tried to spend an entire weekend to hit doing that ladder dive, and he just he nails it first time. Yeah. Three lineups and down, and yeah. the van that tiny gap that Vanover was doing with a big power loop. Yeah, he just does it like straight off one pack. So I think he's just a good pilot. And if you're a good pilot and you're used to just ripping bandos all the time, you're going to be pretty good at dropping into a dangerous concrete structure and, and slamming the throttle to avoid hitting the deck. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of it's in the pilot, really. But it, it just seemed an interesting thing to do. Techno just a technology showcase, like mess around with something. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what, uh, what rates they run because... For those types of things, you'd think you'd want a slightly higher rate to be able to react quicker. But I feel like people don't really fly high rates these days, do they? Like not like um, they used to. Farouk not like, does. Like yeah. Farouk FPV's like thirteen hundred max rate. Yeah. I think he runs pretty linear as well. But yeah, a lot of people do run very, very low rates. Yeah, that's mainly because of rates. the excitement over racing. Yeah. I let Tony have a go of one of my my quads, and I plugged in uh, his Kiss flight controller. Oh my god, he's got gram grandma rate. <laughs> What's they a grandma like, rate though? Like less than nine hundred or something? Like yeah, just so. Hang on, I'll find out. I took a photo. It does feel weird going down below. I think the defaults on Beta Flight are like. 667 or something, which is pretty tame. Yeah, it used to be 700, wasn't it? I was trying to remember. On a whoop, I do find around the house, if I'm doing, like, uh, acro on a whoop in t indoors, I go down to, like, 400 because you need to be so precise. <laughs> but outdoors are somewhere between 900 and 1,200 usually, I guess. It, Tony, it feels, Stephen, like... You, you will get bored if you haven't got an idea. So what about hmm, building the opposite? If we, if you take... A 1S like, 5 inch. No, no, not quite. I'm thinking what you have is 10 inch props, very low KV motors. So traditionally something that mm -hmm. you could make fly for a long time, but then you mm -hmm. try really ripping it Acro style. What will happen? Yeah. That's a good idea. I did think about following Tony and just experimenting building like a budget x class because i was looking at a lot of vscs and i saw there were these fly color hv3s that were way cheaper than the apd ones where you the apds are like in the hundreds to get 160 amp or 200 amp ones but i think you can get a fly color 160 amp for about kind of 60 or 70 quid which Did makes it away? sort of achievable to do a budget x class so I could try that. And I think they take AM32 as well, so I could flash them to get a few more useful options on the ESC that might help with the X-Class. Hmm. So Jack is holding Jack? up his laptop here. Yeah, his RC rate is 0 0.95 on roll. Pitch is 0 0.80. And your is 0 0.80. So what's and his then, degrees per second then? 
his rate is uh, 0 0.67 Whoa. and then 6666 on pitch and your I don't know what that is in seconds hang on let me uh, I'd have to put it in the calculator it's pretty slow. I was going to do that myself. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my RC rates are like rate, one point six five, one point six five, one point five. They're like really high, which is probably way too high. But yeah, it depends. I suppose in in order to work out if you're using your full rate, is like, do you ever slam the stick against the side? Because if you're not getting yeah, close the, to doing that, what's his RC you, rate and his, his super rate, Jack? Like zero point eight and zero point six, was it? Uh, was it zero point nine five and zero point six seven for super eight six seven? Yeah. This episode was recorded in front of a live online audience, downloaded and edited to make sense when it's played audio only, censored to please the iTunes people, hosted on the internet, forwarded through to your podcast provider, downloaded, playing on your device, and is now playing in your ears. All thanks to our patreons. Consider joining them and you'll also get other online benefits. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash let's drone out. With KISS, with KISS rates, there's RC rate, there's rate, and then there's RC curve. Um, how does that expo, translate guess, right? to... Yeah, yeah, RC curve would be expo, but how does RC rate slash rate compare or how is it, how can that be explained for anybody who's... You know, Isn't RC rate expo? No, that'd be RC Curve, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I always so, get them mixed up. Yeah, like, what's the difference between RC rate and rate with KISS? So the RC rate is the regular linear component, and the super rate is how much of an exponential increase you have. But KISS has this thing called rate, which yeah, just, is that equivalent yeah. to super yeah, rate? Yeah, rate's the linear one, yeah. Yeah, so the, the linear... The, RC rate is as you move the stick, the degrees per second. Just yeah, if you move the stick twice as much, the uh, the RC rate goes up times two. Yeah, right. Yeah. So if you go from like twenty percent deflection to forty percent deflection, you've doubled the degrees per second. But if you look at super rate, that that controls an exponent. So that means if you crank the super rate you going from 20 degrees per second to 40 degrees per second you can end up in a situation where that might instead of going up by two goes up by four or 16 and multiplies from there upwards okay. i don't know whether i want to share this some viewers may find it disturbing but uh i got told there's a walker so i so come up see, Jack. On, the, on the build Jeep. Oh, and then I'm worried. not aiming at any sheep. I just fly over the sheep. But that, you and still then, got stuck up a sheep, though. Yep, and and that was me. That that was my level of getting in trouble and uh, <coughs> terrorizing that's not the getting sheep. Getting in trouble. Oh, that's Jack terrorizing. Oh, I got I got a really not. bad telling off. I'm a sheep a terrorizer. Sheep? The sheep didn't. I look do apologize like for my actions. And I've changed, and I've learned from them. <laughs> I hope you've completed the required course. Yep. Yeah, I guess back to the rate topic, though. I mean, I've I, I mean, I've only ever really flown high rates. I feel like if I fly a low rate and I'm flying at a bando, I'm scared because I might not be able to react yeah. or have enough of a chance to. I, yeah. I kind of feel as soon as you've got your rate and you're used to it, that's what you have to stick with because things yeah. like flips and rolls become more of a timing thing. You're not visually looking. You just know that do that. Yeah. You know, my thumb needs to be on the do that and you, you've done a complete circuit. If you fly someone else's and it's a different rate, you're doing that and it's like, oh, I'm still upside down or I haven't even turned all the way around yet. Yeah. This used it's to be really like good, but it was a... Oh, it doesn't... I, um, I fly actual rates most of the time now and I... I tend to leave my center pretty soft, so I've got fine control. Yeah, I've got there's oh, one on desmos.com as well, which is the one I was using just yeah. now, and that that's got all the bells and whistles on it. So, so 
Yeah. With, with actual rates, you describe kind of how soft you want it in the center, how many degrees per second you want in the center, and then you define what your max should be, and then you give it an expo value, and that tells you how quickly you transition from the center value to the max value. So, Jack, plug these in, because my... It RC doesn't work rate... anymore. Oh, no? See, see, the rate is a linear, but, but, yeah, it doesn't calculate anymore. And then the curve adds more of a curve to it, and that's how that's how it works. You've lost me in your technical language there. The curve adds more curve. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the RC curve adds more expo. Sorry. Uh, what was that called? The pirate something? Um. Well, it's like the beta flight uh, rate calculator. And then there's the beta fly actual rate charts, tuner rate. Ah, I can yes, post yes. the link. I found it, yeah. Yeah, you can kind of... It, all that stuff used to work, but it doesn't work anymore. So it's a little bit pointless. But when you say it doesn't work anymore, what do you mean exactly? Uh, race flight slash beta flight rate chart converter is not working anymore. It doesn't, doesn't calculate differences between them. And you don't really okay. need to do that anymore because in beta flight you can you now can just kiss select rates. kiss rates yeah, that's, yeah really? ah, that's yeah. interesting everyone just wants to be like kiss i guess and uh, add those features in no, you wow. select just kidding. i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just being a dick it just allows Such people to use whatever boy. language they want to use to express it that's all like if if you want to describe it as kiss you can if you want to speak beta flight you can if you want to use this actual thing which is like getting all the language out of the way and just saying how fast you want it to go you can use that yeah no expo no fee forward no anti-gravity only tony can fly as smooth as me well that's a, that's a big boast there big boast i mean anti-gravity is pretty useful i'll say that it's uh, pretty handy I do quite like the um, angle for your camera thing, so it keeps the horizon in the correct orientation. I quite like that feature in BeatFlight. What is it? Oh, yeah. I, I haven't had the horizon bars on for years, though. Oh, yeah. like just the OSD? No. the You can uh, put in your camera degrees. Yep. So it adds a bit of your... So the horizons. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it keeps everything... Like looking it's like nice. it references the rotation axes about the camera instead of about the quad. It's the idea. Ah, so okay, when you do cool. a yaw, it's like camera referenced yaw instead of quad referenced. That, that, that sounds like one of your thumbs is lazy and it's not sorting it out. Yeah, sooner or later you're going to get it wrong. That's the trouble. It's going to be tricky to line it up perfect all the time. Well, sooner or later I'll get it right, but I yeah, well, you, you can it. just one of those not things you put might the well degrees in. Coordinate the turn. That's why Jack, when Jack flew, flew my little AOS three and a half inch, she was just like, "Oh, this is wrong. You've done something with the camera. You've, have you have you added this parameter?" And I'm like, "No, I haven't. But it's a 45 degrees. So Jeez. when you do a yaw, it feels like you're doing rolls. Uh, uh, rolls, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weird, because obviously it, his camera is so off. Yeah, it's just yeah. too much. I mean, you can't I mean, fly like not- that, but." It's not blue owl sixty degree camera. That that's too much. If I couldn't even fast, fly it in a sim. You do need like you do need yeah, but don't you ever just put sims at fifty fifty five degrees just to cane it round tracks because otherwise it's oh yeah, like but that's that's speed up. But in reality, I need to fly around, come back, and land, and I can't land if I'm looking at the sky, not accurately. <laughs> and yeah, like, but not you know, all. I know it's <laughs> I I know it's traditional to either just like disarm Crack in midair and, and roll on the grass or, or or land in sheep and stuff like Jack does or you know crash Someone upside down find, find where you're about to land and then tilt so you can see what the hell's going on <laughs> I was just I was just getting my revenge it was like you know. or, or use the new beta flight rescue mode and have it disarm in the air for you it works quite I well I think if, if I'm flying at really high tilt the way I land is like I come in to the area I want to land, looking at where I'm going to land, so a really high tilt, and then I'll I'll pull back while throttling down, and when I sense that I'm starting to like move backwards, then I'll, I'll try and be on the ground at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't really be able to pitch forward, or else you're going to 
go you're gonna just go way forward you're gonna be missing yeah, lanes, yeah. But... just mess up your props no one wants yeah. that yeah i do i do quite enjoy it especially with like ultralight micros where you've got a lot of power because you can just you don't kill the batteries that quickly if you have a bunch of tilt on and it just makes for a more adventurous flying because they don't go that fast unless you put a load of tilt on them you know you're just pootling around no, it's a pretty slow flying experience otherwise. Shall I put up some of the um, kebab FPV? I put some steel cable on a quad. I didn't get I around to watching that video. What on earth was he on about? I don't I don't know. But yeah, Every now came, and then I feel yeah, like I've he seen, goes into the desert, does a bunch of ayahuasca too. and comes out with a new idea for flying. Yeah, he... I think there's like some steel cable so it, it it dampens the top plate from the bottom plate kind of i i don't know 100 percent. steel but, cable of all the things like yeah wasn't this a david winner still thing from like 12 years ago steel cable dampening well don't forget um tommy with a clean but, and dirty plate it's it's steel well. wouldn't you use Aluminium or something that's not like a massive weight that's going to throw off everything else. I don't know, but you know the graph yeah. looks promising. Hard bound, thin steel, thick steel. He's got a We're massive spike of noise though. The EBR FPV How said his conclusion though? is the steel cable did not work for dampening. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't watched this, so yeah. But, I mean. Uh, yeah, fair, fair play for taking the time to try it out. I to, guess. to be fair, it, it's very useful when people share things that didn't work as well. You know, like lolly yeah. sticks also don't work for dampening, or you know, cockroaches. But steel cables, where you'd think they might earplugs. So much. Oh, don't don't start. How many have I got on my tricopter? There's like fifty on there, all stuck down. <laughs> yeah. These days, do you even really need to worry? Like you've got a GoPro on it, and the GoPros are pretty great at dampening anyway. Unless you're flying with one of those O3 units, well, you I need tend to, to think so. Bit. People well, seem to be very keen. That. Like if there's even the slightest wobble in any footage, they're like, "Oh, this is crap. It needs sorting out. I need to, I need to fix yeah. it. Fix it in post." They've become Quite very. <laughs> Very demanding Critical. that everything must be absolutely perfect now. Very critical. Well, I guess... Pursuit of perfection. With how easy it is to... I guess maybe this, this could come off as naive, but with how easy it is to get things looking perfect these days, you know, that's what we expect. Everyone just wants, you know, the, the smoothest and the cleanest and the, you know... Well, I can't even get the exposure right, so... Eh, that's you just know. a that's just a very very easy setting to change, which I will help you. Don't worry, don't worry. Did you hear the implication there, Jack? Disneyland. I shouldn't really oh. do that. It's politically correct, but Disneyland. So, what do you mean? Oh, I was claiming I was special and on a day trip to uh, Disneyland. Yes. Any plans for episode four hundred? Yes, we should make Frank come on. Yeah. Yes. Good, yep. good idea, Frank. Thanks for mentioning. Frank, we will uh, see you at episode 400. We love Frank. Thank you for volunteering to organize episode 400, Frank. Appreciate it. <laughs> Frank's on. Yeah. Tony's on. Um, everyone, message, send an email to uh, Andy RC and um, with the subject, you are a slag, and tell him to come on. LDO 400 the team's getting back together speaking of Andy RC we talked uh, briefly about doing another run of dog poo bin stickers I said I'd, I'd make that happen if you know, we, we probably just need to make sure that other people actually want the stickers as well Jack I guess <laughs> I don't think they do it doesn't come into Jack's business plan is make the stickers sell them at a loss done yay yes that's how we it's the same with the shirt you print one Find out no one wants it. Never but seen it. I had to hand in a work laptop, you see. So I've, I'm down a dog poo bin sticker. So I was thinking, well, push comes to shove. Did you only have I do one? a run of the dog poo bin stickers. So now I can put more dog poo bin stickers on future laptops. Yeah. My, my, my other problem is I've had to change my cat to a copyright free cat. 
So I need oh, more that, of that was collector's items. items. Surely there's another sticker printing service that would let you use OG Cat. Nah. Uh, it, it, you just got, it? it just got annoying. Didn't you hand draw the cat? Oh, yeah, I've redone it, but, you know, no, I originally, mean... originally, you didn't rip it off. It thought it was hand-drawn by you, mm-hmm. wasn't it, with the goggles on? No, no, oh. like, Dan, Dan done it. It was, it was a homage. It got redone. It was a homage of another ca- like cat. But it's because I just love cats, but, you know, I mean, these people were giving me hassle about a photoshopped meme of Tony <laughs> and, like, thinking it was the real Vin Diesel. We should put Tony's arms on. We said this originally. You just gotta, you've got to shrink the arms down quite considerably and yeah. just have, like, it'll be recognisable. I know, it was just like, yeah, it was the nightmare. Like, every time I go and do something. And the thing is, is they don't contact me. They just leave it till I go, hey, where's my stickers? And they're like, we've got copyright concerns. And it's like, that's nice. Didn't think about letting me know. So Can't, uh, yeah. It feels like something you should just be able to do at home on a printer. Like, yeah, but then it's like, you Obviously know, not file, but. Yeah, and then obviously like cutting the 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 shape out as well. So we need uh, the print on the Plot. good stuff and have some sort of vinyl cutter to then print them out. Or cut them yeah, out. Yeah, to cut them. Too much money to invest. Sell at a loss. <laughs> We're spending all our money on stickers and t-shirts that no one wants. We can't afford a printer as well. <laughs> I know. I was to say I saw an old friend today that was. Uh, reducing his load of stuff so i i now have Ooh. an extra 12 motors and 15 escs and, and things like that and a new plane but i've also got another tricopter which is kind of cool because i always wanted to find well, since since we spoke about it last time and we talked about like what's flying a tricopter on beta flight using decent stuff like and my one feels too nostalgic to do stuff to it so i'm going to use his one which is built in almost the same way it's got the old dt750s it's got a KK2 on there. We rip that out. Yes. We put in proper ESCs and a proper flight controller, and we find out: Can you rip something with B and Q wooden arms and twelve-inch props? A rip depends will how stiff those wooden arms beat. are. Yeah, what type well, of they're rip pine, so that's about. very strong. They never break. It's going to be fun, <clears throat> right? Until you land. Oh. Landing's fine. You just go to the field with a couple of. Rods of pine and a saw, don't you? Call it good. I've still got like loads of pre-drilled arms that I've made up years ago for my tricopter, so I could just swap one out easily. Surprised you didn't just I've, like swing my B and Q on the way to the field. Fill up the I've, car. I used to buy it in bulk. I used to I used to use my MX five, put the roof down, buy buy it in like three point something meter lengths, and I just fill up the passenger seat. And then cut them to size. You're like him with a sports car, I bet he's going to do something cool. Yeah, stand in a field and <laughs> give himself really nasty splinters. Exactly. Any recommendations on a budget 3D printer for TPU? Uh, Numskull said uh, Ender 3 with direct drive. Yeah, the quality ones are quite well reviewed. They come out mm-hmm. near the top of the charts. People slag them off a lot, but I think actually they're. They're pretty good, and there's a few upgrade options if you really want to. If you're going to do TPU, go for something that's smaller rather than a big printer, because the smaller you get, like the faster you can run them without the whole structure vibrating. He that's said budget. Bad. He said budget, Curry. Oh, that's not budget, yeah. That's, that's Wait, specifically for why me. I haven't mentioned my guy over there. <laughs> is... Mine was free. That's ultimate budget. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, start a YouTube channel, then spend five years promoting stuff, and then... That's how you do it. I've got an S1. Everybody likes the Ender 3, don't they? Like uh, NJ and NDRC both got it and then started doing their little mods to it to make it better. Seemed good. I mean, I I like the Voron 0.1. It's nice, but mine's heavily customized and I've kind of got into a situation where I need to swap the hot end because it stopped accurately reading temperatures and I figured that I think... Uh, when it was built, there were some modifications done to the plugs, and they use Molex Microfit 
three mil connectors, which are apparently rare as hen's teeth, especially that the two pin one has two different orientations. One is vertical with the clip at the top and the other is horizontal with the clip on the wide face. And yeah, surprise, surprise, mine is using the different orientation so than the, the actual normal provided one. So it's just looking very complex to, uh, to change the, the heater, unfortunately. What about the Easy 3X1 Mini 3D printer, says Caroline, for Jack, just over 100 quid. And does it do TPU okay, Caroline? That's what he wants. Just wants to churn out GoPro mounts endlessly. I'm all, I'm all right. Yeah, Boondock Striker says Ender 3 is on sale at Microsoft Center, 200 bucks in store only. It's 80 quid. Ooh. Oh my word. With, there's a 5% voucher as well. <laughs> I could buy that just to print some TPU while I'm waiting for parts to arrive for this. What, That's the Easy Thread? The Easy Thread. Yeah, X1 mm. Mini is. On Amazon, it's 80 quid. And then there's a 5% voucher, which would take off another four quid. So it'd be 66 quid. Sorry, 76 quid. Interesting. Yeah, I don't have a 3D printer yet, and I kind of want one, but I also kind of don't want one. But you kind of need one in this hobby it seems like or you need yeah, to have you, a friend who make has one if you don't have a part that's weird yeah, that's uh, i never had to make a part really i mean um i have a buddy of mine in taiwan uh actually designed this mount for me based on a different mount and then uh someone i know in toronto printed a bunch of them for me for free so it's uh yeah I don't know. It it seems like a a really big rabbit hole to get into the whole 3D printing space. And I guess to get like really good quality prints, you have to really do your homework and put the time in. But or or maybe I'm wrong. It just seems like that's the case. But yeah, there's a whole vocabulary to learn, like with anything. It's not something you just pick up and start doing. As long as you've got a friend that can print it for you, that's as good. It's like Tony doesn't work on his own quads. He just uses a jack to make it for him. Yeah. (laughs) You have an available <laughs> jack. I mean, I, I, I don't, I, you know, if I got to pay a couple bucks here or there, I don't mind. But I mean, what, how much is a like a, a good printer is at least a, a good couple hundred dollars, right? And then TPU's got to be at least what another 30, 40 bucks. And then, the yeah, it's about 30 time. or so bucks for a spool, but spools last seemingly forever. Just, yeah. You can spend like 10 hours of your life printing a tiny thing that you'd get free in McDonald's and throw away. What would be better than that? <laughs> oh. And then have to pay for the electricity to use well, it. It oh, does also mean you get the ability to, if you, if, you, if you get to the point where you're, you understand the language, you can sketch up stuff yourself or you could say, I don't quite like this camera mount. I want it to be slightly bigger here. And you can sort of stretch it and deform it. But something else stuck on the side of it and then just print it and make it happen which is it's kind of cool the first time you do it i, I think you it's kind of cool when you, you can literally draw something hit a button and it pops out and you're like oh i made that it's you know it's shit, but i made it and then you can go yeah. back and make it better and you get good stuff eventually i mean it does seem pretty cool like i mean and it's not just FPV related, right? You can literally print stuff for things you need around the house, maybe little random like knickknacks you want to give to friends or whatever, right? Your imagination is basically the the boundaries on 3D printing. I've printed all my all my console controllers are sat behind well, in front of me on the wall, which are all 3D printed and little little holders for everything and I've got yep. I printed holders downstairs for bits of Dyson Hoover extensions just clip in on the wall. Huh. Yeah, right. that seems pretty cool. It's handy. Yeah. It enables you to reuse a lot of modern plastic stuff. If you worry about plastic waste, because mm. tiny bits of plastic snap off stuff and you just have to throw the whole larger piece away, then you can kind of just print replacements. It's helped me quite a few times. Right. So there... I'm gonna I'm gonna say an idea. You guys are gonna say whether it's good or not. 
We're going to wait a few weeks and then see if it appears somewhere. Hmm. So, the suspense. I've had, I've had an idea. Oh, see what? these? No. No, what, what are they? That is a thing that you can't say what it is on YouTube. Oops. But, but I don't know what it is. Really? What is it? Well, we don't know what it is anyway. He hasn't got exposure right again, Cole. Jack, exposure, exposure, exposure. <laughs> oh, it's, this uh, is one. It's a pen. Yeah. Fun no, 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 don't say. Don't say. You can't say yeah. that on YouTube? Yeah. It's not. Right. Can what? you write it in the private chat? Because I haven't got a f- clue. You cannot well, say uh, a, moisture face a, con- a moisture face converter. <laughs> yes, a mo- moisture face converter. A sucky, now, these, smoky. A sucky, smoky. <laughs> These are disposable, but if you go and find them and pick them up off the floor... Like like Jack does every time he sees them. Can someone write what they're talking about? It's a sensible thing if you're immune compromised. You just pick random stuff off the floor and take it home and cut it up with pliers. Yeah. So then, look, inside them, they have little batteries. And if you rip them open... And then get the little battery. I've been thinking, hmm, how many of these little mini batteries? I see like one or two once every couple of weeks. Are they just everywhere where you are? Yeah, yeah, they're just everywhere. I've never seen these on the floor. I I clearly live in a much more middle class area. Well, anybody between the ages of like 14 to like 30 is probably sucking on these. So I've got, I've collected a load of them. There you go, look. And they're di- they're disposable. Are those lipos or lyons? They're lipos. Ah. So, I'm thinking, let's stick a load of these together and try and fire a quad with them. Uh-oh. Yeah, mm-hmm. but what's the, what's the C rating on those? Or what's we, the... we, we literally watched Caroline's video about making these packs and saying, this is terrifying, don't ever do this. And you're suggesting and we just... find thrown away random lipo batteries and just join them together and see what happens yeah i'll go wrong with it can't it like that who knows if they've been we don't know the, the capacity rain. the c rating the wow. anything oh my jack god jack is yeah. collecting jack is a is a <laughs> i I've i feel got... at this point that nothing can go wrong i have <laughs> quite a large collection and when right. they're free you keep those just below the desk where you knock your drinks over all the time just for safety yeah. Yeah, okay. So oh. I've I've saved up a lot. I've been doing this for a while now. <laughs> Metal right. detector, magnifying glass. How many signs have you had to write to offer hat. your battery collection service? A capacity when in series can be quite quite uh quite large. Saucy. So, so, so I'm fire. gonna when in parallel you mean. Capacity in parallel. Yeah, parallel. And then obviously well, we'll go series, parallel, isn't it? And obviously you've yeah. got to get it up to six S. Mm. And I'm Jesus imagining Combined Four. cell would no no six. Let's the combined cell S. would just be a mass of tape with a couple of wires coming out the side, right? I don't know. Yeah, but that's that's just my plan. Just make a one hundred S pack, Jack. Are you gonna what are you gonna put like um okay, so it's four is easier. So four in series and then many in parallel. And you f- put like a balance plug on it and get it No. No, we're only doing chargeable, this one. just a one shot. We're just we're just charging it right up, seeing how well it works, and then going. But from we there. don't know. We don't know how out of balance the cells are going to be before you start charging them. Are you sure you don't want to put a balance lead on there? You're going to have no. to do one at a time, get them to a certain voltage, and then like, you know, they all start get them to all storage charge, solder them together, and then charge it up carefully. And very Just do slowly. it outside, Jack. Please do it outside. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Are you going to film this when you solder this together? Because I, no. I want to know what the flames look like. I'm going to do it outside. Uh, yeah, that is a definitely def- Look, if the police like got you for trying to open the door to your own car, if they see someone outside mending <laughs> about with a series of batteries, I know. Yeah, yeah true. you better that be ready to so get tased. That looks very sketchy. But that's my plan anyway. Hmm. And I just wanted to put it out there, see what happens, and see whether anyone 
we'll do it first. I think you'd probably want to find out what the C rating was. So you had an idea of like how much current can they actually sustain? Because you're you're effectively playing right, with discarded batteries. They're not even brand new, right? Yeah, as, they're as long as you just put enough in parallel. Then we, I think you, know, you need to put the balance lead on them and charge the suckers up, albeit at probably like 0.2 C, just to make sure that you actually put charge into them and keep the smoke inside, and probably do it in the garden. You know, turn on the charger with a large wooden pole or something. I think it's yeah, a good well, idea, just... but I think it's only something you could do in Brighton because I've never ever seen discarded these yeah. things around anywhere else. Everyone here yeah. has like the rechargeable ones, not the single use. They've got the rechargeable ones with that big canister on the side. Yeah, well, I think the, it's the... like high schoolers and stuff, like like younger younger crowds that buy these ones. Hmm. Yeah, like the I I'm just part of me is is like doing this because of like the recycling environmental thing. <laughs> sure, sure, Jack. I'll, yeah, you're a tree hugger. He's a tree hugger. You are an inspiration for green people everywhere. Yes. Yeah. I look. Save this would planet. have been. This would have been e-waste. This would have been a blight on society. And you have started your own recycling factory in your own apartment. We love this. Jack. No, outside this is... my own apartment. <laughs> well, the, the storage. We right. should call Greta yes. Thunberg and, and tell her that what you're doing. Just I want a Nobel Prize for this. In the world. <laughs> Laugh <laughs> all you world. want. <laughs> all right, on that note, call- unfortunately, that is saw- all the time we have this week. That's <laughs> yep. all we got time for. Our show is sponsored by our lovely Patreons who are whizzing past at the bottom of this so if you're listening to this audio and all the swearing's been cut out it has been done because those people rule and rock um you know uh people like david lockhart daniel upton daniel carboni don robinson ben scaro fx node every all those sort of people thank you all you awesome people yep uh, you've been joined by everyone's favourite Curry Kitten. Goodbye. The man with the moustache, Stephen. Bye-bye. The man with a slightly high mic. See ya. And I've been bright until I fly. Someone press end. Thank you. Good night. Telemetry lost.